Give me a give me a perception roll of eight. Eight. Oh, now you give me a high roll. Now you give me a high roll. That is an eleven total. You see blood, but it's not your blood, and it is pooled at a place that is about three inches from where. Well, no, it's pulled at a place that's about three feet away from where you are. You were previously, like, back sort of against the wall near the elevator. And it's a lot of blood. Like, it is probably too much blood. And and it is on the floor. And what else you see is you see the body that was next to Nexion Boyle is no longer there. Oh, wow. Whatever she's doing, it's taken a lot of blood. Okay. So... Fester rushes this thing, and Fester is, like, moving Anders fast, and Fester, now that this thing has swung, he, like, puts his, puts that sword that is, like, still crackling into electricity into this thing's shoulder, and a huge chunk of metal kind of just flies off, and that arm sort of, like, does one last kind of, like, flail and is, is, like, disabled it is it is as he tries to move it it starts like breaking off and it's just sort of this like it just gears and actuators and motors that are just sort of spinning on nothing and it can't lift that weapon again so so wait this is the baseball, the baseball arm, arm. not the right cool all Bester right gets kicked hard in the chest by the left no. leg and hits hits the wall and he's sort of groaning and sort of kind of coming back up. My god. Anders comes in after with his knife in his hand. Give me a hard grace roll. A hard grace roll. Cool. Oh god. So difficult rather than very difficult or moderate? Difficult rather than very difficult. Okay, so that will be an 11 then. Please, please, I'm, I'm praying for you right it's a now. 10 praying for you oh that's a near miss tell me how much i'm hurt but i want and want to describe this so that we have have a sense of what happens so anders sort of like this is like a combo attack so so anders knew that his blade isn't going to get through all this like steel but once once fester was able to put like take this thing's arm Anders sort of like swept in right behind him and sort of like buried a blade into like the the exposed wires trying to sort of like take out as much sort of tech that's inside of this thing as he can so he's just sort of like reaching in with his blade and and sort of like like trying to cut through stuff and his blades are very sharp not sharp enough to sort of like take out the thing's arm but definitely sharp enough to like mess up some of the gearing inside of this thing so what happens to Anders as he as he makes this move? Action doesn't succeed as expected is the key word, but something useful might come out of it. I'm trying to think what that could be. Ooh, uh Right, so he's already he's already kicked with like the leg on that side? Yeah, he's already kicked with the left leg. Okay, so he can't exactly Kicking with the right leg would be like his left leg is like out. He's like Yeah. <clears throat> But his gun arm is still there. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mow down Anders. God. Oh no, I'm just, I'm just uh, because like it's hard to like. I want to give you your options. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. 
not gonna kill off Anders. Oh gosh. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the limbs he still has. Okay, so he, uh, Anders, you know, tries to go for the uh, serious wound, and like the uh, whoever is control, whatever group or shadowy force is controlling the gun arm, decides now is a perfect time, even though the other leg is raised, to wheel round and try and swat at Anders. But um, it, it, this is on one leg, and this is a very like this is a, a a robot which I have been led to believe is controlled by committee, and uh, the leg still touching the ground, not in a raised kick position. Did not has there's no there's been no discussion that that was what was going to happen. So um, this this robot comically kind of like is unbalanced and teetering. Um, and, uh, you don't manage to pull out, like, really, uh, what's the word? Oh my gosh, stop eating yourself, brain, and give me words. Um, uh, the word, you don't, essential, that's the word. You're not ripping out essential electronics, like, maybe a couple of wires. Oh, okay. But, um, so, like, you didn't, you didn't, like succeed as expected but now this robot is on really unsteady footing. okay so the robot's off balance but anders didn't do any damage yeah the robot's super off balance and it's kind of like you know cool trying to swat you with the gun arm okay so we are back up to the top caro is your left leg is is shattered um you could maybe and you also have a person on top of you so so my question is the robot's attention though is on you and and there is a crowd of people around you, but it doesn't look like it cares. So it is like swatting, but once it kind of regains sort of like its composure, that gun arm is still in, pointing in your direction. Great, great, gonna gonna mow down someone when they're down. Okay, these guys are jerks. Uh, Give me a perception roll of twelve. I'm not gonna make that, but I, I want to see how close you get. <laughs> so on the D10, I got a two. Uh, my grace is two. That is a four total, unless there's any advantages. No. No. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay, yeah, nothing. You don't notice it. Darn thing. I, I imagine I'm probably too busy screaming about my busted leg. And also, like, oh, great, now there's a person on me. Uh, get off. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, uh, so someone's fallen on top of me. Can I, can I just shove them yeah, off like, yeah, totally. in a one fell like motion. They... Shove them off and, and like hop away. Oh, so you're trying to you're trying to get out of the way. Yeah, I'm trying to get away from this whole situation. If you go towards the, the scattering crowd, you will almost certainly have some cover from the weapon. Oh, but what a, at what cost? <laughs> what cost? Or you can try to keep the crowd out of the out of the um fire. And sort of like amble kind of into a blank spot. I can't help but feel either way there's going to be a distinctly caro shade on the carpet after in a few turns time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I think... Yeah, no, caro, caro still is like wanting to get to that freight lift. Uh, just she has one less leg to do it with, basically. Oh, God, I feel so bad. This, this character is... Yeah, no, this character's a mess. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, she's gonna try and, like... So you're crawling towards Ander... Well, I guess Anders and Fester are, like, kind of, like, to your far right at this point, yeah. because Anders is kind of, like, barely holding on to this thing, and Fester has been kicked into a wall. So you're kind of crawling towards the lift, away from people. 
yeah, like, she doesn't know what's going on. Like, the inf- the last information, the last kind of point was get to the lift. So that's, she's trying to crawl to the lift. And I'm sure that when she finally looks around, she will be horrified. But yeah, she's trying to get to the lift. That makes most sense for her. In- There's something happening. Um, you can either, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You can either resist it or you cannot. Resist! Give me an occult roll against a nine. Ooh, I got a 12. Awesome. Got a 12. Um, as you're crawling, you see something that doesn't make sense to you, that your eyes will not... Like, all that blood seems to have formed something. Like, I, I it's, it's beyond description for you. Your brain does not work it. There's, the voice in your brain does not like it. But it, it is, like, right in front of the elevator, and it seems to have replaced all of that blood you saw previously. Um, so it's in the direction you are crawling. So you can crawl, you can avoid it if you like, or you can crawl towards it if you want. I can't make sense of what it is. Seems best to avoid. So where is it relative to you? So is it at your back, at your side, like? I'm gonna say side. You you got a, such a successful role, Ambrosia. You hear Ambrosia's voice in your mind. And it's like, I would probably go towards the light. I would probably go towards the light if I were you. Just saying. You know, but you do you. It's never a good sign when someone tells you to go towards the light. Just saying, you do you. Uh, But yeah, she does does crawl towards it because the magic person is telling her and she does owe her one. Okay. I'm going to regret this. I'm going to regret this. You go into the light and two things happen. The first is you feel slightly better. It's almost like, remember all that blood that was on the ground? It's almost like... (laughs) It's been turned into light, and your skin is absorbing that light. Oh. And and that's one thing you feel. And the second thing you feel is safe, in a way that you probably should not feel. Like, it's an emotional feeling. It's, there's no physical reason for you to feel this. You're, you're like, shattered into several pieces. But you feel safe, <laughs> like, emotionally, um, in this space. That's an interesting development. I'm going to say that's your turn, unless you have something specific you want to do. There's not a whole lot else she can do. Uh, so, can she get a better look at the battlefield at all? Like, yeah, you can see the whole battlefield. Oh crumbs! Okay, so I can see that Festa is out for the count as far as anyone's concerned, and Anders is right by the machine. Yeah, no, raging against that machine. He is raging hard against the machine. Festa is like still conscious, but he's like not in a good way. Not great. And, like, out of the corner of your eye, like, it feels like like a mirage or, like, a daydream. Like, you think you see Ambrosia Hunter, like, standing by the elevator, and she looks deeply calm. Almost like she's done this before. <laughs> and the uh, robot turns the weapon on you, and it fires. I'm going to give you an option here. Uh, you can try to dodge away. You can stay inside of the thing that you're inside of right now, or you can attempt to do something else. Uh, I'm going to say that it's like two seconds away from it firing, so if you have some other thing you could do before it fires, um, you you can feel free to do that. There's nothing I can do, like... You can kind of throw yourself into the elevator, um, probably, with with a grace roll. Yeah, but that requires a grace roll, and I've got a broken leg. You sure do. You sure do. But this is a magic thing I don't understand. 
This requires a leap of faith of some kind. I'm not sure I'm ready to say goodbye to this character, but... Oh, I mean, like, there is a really... There is a set of decisions here that lead to you dying. I'm not... I don't want to, like, put put it too fine a point. There's a couple of ways to get out, but there is a set of decisions that, like, if you make too bad a mistake here, like, I can't do anything for you. Okay, the two options I like the sound of, like, rolling into that lift... Rolls be damned. Also, staying in the magic thing. Staying in the magic thing. Movement would require a grace roll. Caro is not graceful. Caro could really screw up that roll, and then she would definitely be dead. Um. Would she, as a character, stay in the magic thing she doesn't quite understand but feels safe in? with a gun aimed at her. I mean, she's seen so much and she had pretty pretty steadfast views before coming into this experience, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she'd eased up on a few points that she held dear. Maybe she would take that leap of faith and stay in the magic thing. Oh, I'm gonna have to re-roll a character. I just know it. Uh, and also, if like she goes, if she goes for the lift, it, there is that risk that the lift is just obliterated. And then Anders and Festa, that's it. Like, uh, yeah, like they have to fight the robot thing. There's no running away from that one. And it's not just Anders and Festa. Like that lift is, that would, if it was destroyed, which, you know, I don't know that for sure. The way, the other way out of this level would require being on the other side of the room. Like it would be, it would be three or four or five turns of movement to get there through this crowd if that lift is gone. Where in relation to the lift is the magic thing that Caro is currently in? About a meter and a half in front of it. In front of it? So it, the lift is directly behind you. You could literally do a, like, if you if you crawled real hard, you could do a leap of faith to get into it. But it's hard. It's, this is a difficult, I mean, like, your leg's broken, and there's really nothing I can do about that. I, yeah, no, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to, force anyone's hand, least of all what remains of Caro Bellamy. Uh, God, okay. Man, I wish you had found that book. Yeah, uh-huh. But that's okay, for for the time being. Um, so let's see what's going on inside of Caro's of brain right now. The voice in the back of your head is telling you to get out of this circle. Interesting! The, so, there's some emotional part of you that is feels very calm and secure in this circle. You don't hear Ambrosia Hunter's voice anymore um, once you've stepped into this circle. It's like there's static around you. and But you have no idea what this thing does because you know nothing about magic. Oh, yeah, and, and you, you literally feel better than you did 30 seconds ago. Physically. There's no guarantee I'd feel that good stepping out of this thing. I have no idea. All I can tell you is, is what Caro is feeling right at this second. I'm going to regret this, but I'm leaning towards staying in the magic thing and just just thinking just thinking of a wife because I think yeah, that's the last thing she yeah no, stay in the magic thing. Think of your wife. That's all you've got. <laughs> roll, 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 roll. Give me a grace roll of ten. Just interested. I'm not. Just interested. Oh, well. This is a role that has physically pained me. <laughs> it was a three total. So what do you think the last thing Kara thinks is? 
I'm getting choked up. She thinks of her wife's face. And she thinks of her wife's face smiling. So, as you do that, the weapon fires. And you remember what this weapon was like. It was a pressure wave. It was it was something that didn't fire a projectile. Instead, it fired force. And you feel that force. And it is aggressively painful. And you do not believe that your body can withstand this force. But a moment passes, and that thought you have, that thought of your wife, sort of spreads out in front of you. And I mean this in a very strange existential sense, and you don't see it so much as you feel it. And that sense of protection finds its anchor inside of you. And that sense that there's something here watching out for you. And you're not sure if it's a circle watching out for you or your own thoughts or or what it is exactly, but you, you feel it and it spreads and it spreads and it covers you. And that force, that wave of force strikes you and it strikes hard. And you go flying into a wall right next to the elevator. Um, but you take no damage. And the, the circle is a flame, and then the flame is a scorch mark, and the scorch mark is ash in front of you. And then that that light circle becomes blood again, and that blood is an entire person's essence that has been spilled. And you can see the body of the humanity's last stand guy that was that was missing a moment ago sitting in your place i was right that it was something that would take a lot of blood oh you had me going there i will give you that and (laughs) as you leave the circle you hear ambrosia hunter's voice and she says i guess we're even now more than even i feel like i owe you one now so, Fester's back on his feet, and as he stands up, there's a sound like an explosion. And that explosion deafens you, it deafens Anders, and it deafens Fester. And that robot loses its right arm. It's there one moment, and then it is gone. What? What is going on? What is going on? And as you look over towards follow the sort of light, or not the light, as you follow this sort of direction of focus, um, you see a person standing dressed entirely in black. And from here, you can see (laughs) the outfit has like a hood that looks a little like a habit like a like a nun's habit and inside is is this like deep blood red and she has in her hand a rifle that is about her own size and she's in a prone position from across the room and she has managed to take this shot without killing any of the people who are in between and the robot turns to face 
the sister of perpetual agony. Wait a minute. What? Oh, what? Is she like, yeah, no one's going to kill her except me kind of. Th- what? What is going on? Oh, my gosh. What? And then we smash cr- cut the credits. <laughs> Wow. There is there that that's a lot. That is a lot. That is that is the most articulate thing I can say right now. Okay, this is a this is very There is layers to what like literally as I was thinking about the whole like, you know, Caro could die. She's the last thing she thinks of is a is a wife. Oh god. So literally, I was just thinking, like, ask not for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. <laughs> I was like, wow, brain, you had to go there. So, tabletop uh, and multiple narrator storytelling games are fantastic, because, yeah, just considering your own death through a uh, fictional proxy, you know? Like, that's powerful stuff. 